What a night for the boys at Daily Dingers. Jack and his juicy underdog, the Tigers, cashes at plus 220, led by the man, the myth, the legend, Jose Urena. And today we are back looking to, we are back today looking to make it rain like Guy Fieri at a barbecue joint, baby. I'm Steve Armato alongside Jack Perotti. Jack, how does it feel to nail the juiciest underdog in the history of the show? I told you guys, don't doubt Jose Urania. I told you. I told you. I I was it was probably I do not have any clue how that bet hit because the Tigers had five errors in the first like five, six innings alone and only gave up two runs. Like that is shocking to me. It was Jose tough. Urania, he's just a double play machine. I don't know what it is. He had like four or five yesterday. He just kept saving him. It was crazy. I know that defense was not doing him any favors. I was, as I kept peeking in on the, on the status of that game, I was like, Oh my God. I was like, I can't, I was like, I can't believe this defense is this bad. I'm yeah, it was, it was brutal. I was like, Oh my God. As soon as I saw like two airs in the first time, I was like this, the tigers are going to lose by eight and I'm going to look like a freaking idiot. But then somehow, some way, Hey, go good run in the seventh inning. That was the shot. That was the dagger right there. I was watching That's that. Cool. Actually, I was a little bit ahead of you because you were. I on- know. I was. <laughs> I was pissed. I was, you're like Tiger four two. Let's go. I'm like, dude. I'm. A, I'm a wire cutter. I'm streaming. I'm like a minute behind, but sick. <laughs> yeah. I'm so, sorry. I ruined that for you. I'll, I'll know for the future now to not interrupt. I'll, I'll wait like a few minutes afterwards, and then you'll just be getting it. So it's. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. all good. If, if it's like a game like that, you know, I'm watching. Then, then maybe yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what that's what the kids do these days, right? They like they stream everything. So I, I get you. It's all yeah, good. You have like an actual like cable and shit. No, I actually actually I got rid of cable. I use YouTube TV. That's what I use. There we go. Okay. Yeah, YouTube TV is always always behind. But last night I was watching, I was watching on the MLB uh, TV app, which is like See, ten yeah. minutes ahead. See, so, I'm, that's that's because I, I was watching YouTube TV because I'm in Chicago in in uh, on that cable. So anyway. Anyway, yeah, that was nice that that shit hit. That was nice. Per- perfect. Plus and two. Not to mention your Diamondbacks. Yeah, I know. D-backs hit. D-backs hit too. It wasn't as juicy, but man, that was like sweat free. When I saw them go up two nothing on Paddock, I was like, I could go to bed. I'll wake up. Cash. Paddock's awful. Bank. He's so bad. Ter- terrible. So that actually brings us with three and one on underdogs this week. Listen, if you've been following, we're doing great on the dogs. And now let's go to today, April 28th. It is a beautiful Wednesday. Game start early. What is your best bet for today, Jack? Yeah, we've got my team Giants versus the Rockies tonight over seven, which seems like a super, super low line considering when you look at the matchups and everything that these guys have. Against Alex Wood, Charlie Blackman's 10 for 20. Trevor Story's 5 for 13. A couple of Josh Fuentes out of all people is 3 for 3. Ryan McMahon, 2 for 5. So they, like, a lot of their, starting, their starters have very good numbers against Wood, who has been great this year, but I mean – He's still Alex Wood. How much do you really trust him? Then on the other side of things, you got uh, against Herman Marquez, who's, who is the Rockies' ace. He's their best pitcher. He's been very good this year. But Brandon Crawford is 10 for 28 with a homer, double, triple. Brandon, Brandon Belt is 10 for 24 with a homer, a couple doubles, and, uh, and a couple triples. Like Alex Dickerson, Evan Longoria, Yastrzemski, Lestella, Posey, like all these guys mash off of Herman Marquez. So I think the books are putting it at seven because of how I mean they're giving respect to these two pitchers and how they've done this year, and it's two offenses that haven't been I mean incredibly potent. The Giants have been solid this year, but the books still aren't weighing too much in general into what they've done to start the season. 
Um, but I think this one over seven hits re- like relatively easily. Last night they scored twelve against pitchers that are that had better numbers against the opposing teams. So I think this over seven hits fairly easily. I I, I don't want to say lock, but I I would say like three units, something like that kind of play. Whoa, three units! I like Damn. it. Damn, you are fading. You're fading Marquez and Wood hard with that with the three unit play. Yeah, I, I mean, I hope the Giants win like ten to nine. That's fine. That's good. I mean, look, I, I I would expect I would expect a little regression from Alex Wood. I would also Ooh, expect a little regression from Herman Marquez too. So this is probably that spot. I mean, I saw the the Giants numbers against Marquez for their careers are insane so yeah, i mean marquez has gotten better by the year but at the same time like when you see a guy that you know that you know all of his stuff and you know you hit well off him i feel like it's pretty pretty nice especially as a professional hitter the only thing i will say that scares me is that it's at it's at an even number it's at a seven it's not like a it's not like a six and a half yeah, or a seven yeah. and a half so there is the potential for a push I but, might buy half. I might buy half a point to six and a half, and you make buy, it like minus one thirty or something I, like that. I think if you buy the half a point, you're really sitting pretty there. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do. But if you can't do it, I still think the seven is fine. All right, all right, I like that. So you're you say three unit play. You're basically saying this is as close to a lock as possible. I am, yeah, and you and you know, I don't like I don't bet overs and unders that much. Like that's nope. not typically my thing. But like this one popped off to uh, popped off the board all right so now speaking of one that popped off the board where i am we're gonna tell you i'm gonna say the same thing you did this is for me this is as close to a lock as humanly possible right now i'm doing dot and i don't do this i don't do run lines ever i'm doing it tonight actually this afternoon dodgers minus one and a half against the reds that's at plus 104 Last night was the first time the Dodgers have lost three in a row since the 2019 season. They've lost five out of six, if we're going to include the Padres fiasco over the weekend. Today, they're bringing – listen, I know I said that he's not the best pitcher on the team anymore, but since opening day, he's been the best pitcher on the team. Clayton Kershaw in his four starts since opening day is 3-1 and with a 1.38 ERA. The Reds are throwing Sonny Gray, who has a 7.78 ERA and has openly been talking about how he hasn't been able to find this flow this year. I think the Dodgers are much better than Cincy. I think Kershaw is much better than Gray, and I think the Dodgers are angry that that they haven't been playing well. I think they come out and they pound the Reds today. So give me the minus one and a half, and give me the plus 104. Yeah, I I hate run lines personally. Like they're just too disgusting for me. But like I'm okay, I'm a Giants fan, right? I can't stand the Dodgers more than just about any team in all of sports. I'm so tired of the disrespect that people have been giving Curse all the last few years. I'm tired. That guy's still I'm t- he's still the best pitcher on that team. I don't care about Walker Bueller or Trevor Bauer or even like a Dustin May. He's still the best pitcher on that team. He will be until he retires or he starts to show any kind of regression. He hasn't shown any. Like he's he had the best stats on the Dodgers all last year. People were like, oh, Walker Bueller, Walker Bueller. What about Clayton Kershaw, man? Like that guy's a he's a beast. I don't know what it he just knows how to pitch. He knows how to play the game. Anyway, yeah, sorry. That's like he's, that's no, like my little you're spiel. right though. You're right though. You're you're right. Like I've even said it that I don't think he's the best pitcher. And he just keeps, you know what he keeps doing? He's he's quiet. No, because you know what it is? He's not. Like nobody's showing his curveball, ninety-two mile an hour fastball overlay on pitching ninja 
on no. Twitter. You're seeing you're seeing all this like they're showing that with like guys like Otani who's given up who's given up six runs in three innings. They're showing it with Bueller who's given up home runs. Like if they're giving up home runs, I don't really care about their overlay. Clayton Kershaw's just going out there throwing up zeros on the board. Came people one three eight ERA in his last four starts. Are you kidding me? I know the Reds have scored runs the last two games, but this is your stopper. They've lost five out of six. Clayton Kershaw is the guy that's going to put it all to an end. That's that's the guy you're you're leaning on. This is his job. This is why he's the ace. He stops the bleeding. That's it. Yeah, I mean, like at the end of the day, I think we also get we're just too used to knowing that Clayton Kershaw just does this, like that he is the guy. And I think maybe we don't appreciate how great he's been for how long at this point. And maybe that factors into us being like, oh, like, you know, he's, he's the number three starter. No, he's the number one. He's the ace. He was their opening start day starter for a reason. They didn't just put him out there because he's because of his name, Clayton Kershaw. They put him out there because he's the pitcher that gives them the best chance to win every single game. Absolutely. He's he's Hall of Famer, whatever you want to whatever you want to call it. He's he's everything I mean, that we've just said. As, as far as my lifetime, he very well could be the best pitcher that I have seen with my own eyes. I mean, Randy Johnson and Pedro Martinez are still up there, but like I think if when you look at Clayton's numbers by the end of his career, he's gonna be in that tier. Yeah, a hundred percent he is. He's him. If you look at the numbers, even over the last five, six years, all it's it's two guys that are in a class by themselves. It's Kershaw and it's Degrom. That's it. Nobody else could touch them. So if we're if they are keep, keeping on the trajectory that they are currently on, then yeah, they are going to be in the Randy Johnson, Pedro Martinez conversation as top guy they those are the those are the guys look at the numbers i don't listen you want to do adjusted for ballpark era yada 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 no it's the same it's the same exact thing the guys who are top and all the analytical stats are still the top in the traditional stats it's the grom it's kershaw on the grom and everybody else that's how that's just how it goes and rant now we're gonna move <laughs> to uh underdogs for today april 28th who do you got underdog pick you know who i gotta ride with we're doubling down with them Dude. The Detroit Tigers. Dude, the Detroit this, Tigers. <laughs> you are a wild man over there with this one. Back to back days on the Tigers. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna hit plus two twenty and plus one eighty three in back to back days. It's gonna be fantastic. Carlos Rodon is on the mound for the for the White Sox. Yeah, I know he threw a no hitter. Cool, cool, cool. Whatever. He's not that good. He really isn't. He had one good game. Miguel Cabrera rakes off of him seven for twelve with a couple homers. Robbie Grossman, out of all people, hits pretty well against him. Two for nine with a home run. Then you got Grayson Griner. Who the hell's that? Two, two for six. You got Jonathan Scope, who's in three for eight with a home run. You got a lot of these dudes, a lot of these starters on the Tigers that are hitting really well. I don't think they make five errors again yesterday like they did. I think the defense will back Casey Mize a lot better, who has really good numbers against guys like Yoan Moncada, Jose Bray, Tim Anderson, Nick Madrigal guys that can hit 300 plus with you know 20 homers every single year and he just shuts them down i mean that's the fact of the matter i mean jose brayu strikes out half the half the plate appearances he gets against casey mize so um yeah i i was looking at the underdogs today and i didn't want to take the tigers back-to-back games because that means they beat the white Sox in the series but you know like i said yesterday the tigers even a blind squirrel finds a nut they're gonna get their nut two days in a row Dude, I mean, here's the thing, too. Here's here's I mean, it's brave. I like it, though. But the thing is about guys who throw no hitters. Everyone gets all hyped on them and then they come out and they give up like six in the first inning the next time out. Like, I think a no hitter is the most overrated 
I think a no hitter is actually one of the most overrated things in sports because most guys who throw no hitters aren't like these all time greats. Occasionally, an all time great throws a no hitter, right? But yeah, most guys that you've seen throw no hitters, they're out of the league in a couple years. Most for the most part, as far as I can remember. I mean, everyone, Ubaldo Jimenez was like all world. Never oh my god, for like half a season. <laughs> Dallas Braden is now on ESPN. He he had the Mother's Day no no. It was a great story. He was never that good. Like, I mean, Johan threw a no-hitter. Johan was actually a really good He's pitcher. He was a beast, but after the no-hitter, that that ended his career, basically. So, so I like, mean... I mean, Matt Cain threw him for the Giants. He had a perfect, perfect game, but I think perfect games are different than no-hitters. Perfect games are different than no-hitters. I just think no-hitters are... Like, look, yeah, they're great when they happen, but it, it, could, it could happen to anyone on any day. So I'm not I'm not taking that into account when I look at the next start. I like it better that Rodon threw a no hitter his last time out because I think every even the books probably everyone's gonna be pounding the White Sox today. And now you got Jack over here just juicing up the Tigers again. I like it. I'm in. I know we don't disagree on a lot of things and go back and forth here, but I have to agree with you on this. I do kind of like that pick tonight. Yeah. It- it's definitely a weird one. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Like, so, okay, so I'm looking at – so his last game was not the no-hitter. It was two games ago. But he only gave up one earned run in that start. His first game this year, he gave up none. Like, I feel like he's sort of due for a stinker. And maybe not an absolute stinker, but just enough to get the Tigers above above it. Maybe enough for four runs and five innings Could and, be. A Tiger, and a Tigers W? I would love that. That's it. That's that's it. You know what I would love? I would love the Nationals at plus one fifty two tonight against the Blue Jays because that's where I'm going with this. This is actually this is my favorite dog of the day. It is a juicy one. Like I said, plus one fifty two. Nationals are facing a familiar face tonight in Stephen Matz, and they've got some numbers against him. So Jan Gomes two seventy three and eleven at bats with a home run. Starlin Castro two eighty six and twenty eight at bats with a home run. Josh Harrison four twenty nine and fourteen at bats with two home runs. And Trey Turner three forty four and thirty two at bats with two home runs. On the other side, I'm using your logic here. Um, Fetty Eric Fetty Fetty Wap going for the Nats tonight. Nobody on the Blue Jays has more than three at bats against him. I think the familiarity against Mats is going to help. I think they get the big road win tonight, plus 152. Give me the Nationals as the underdog, baby. Like you said, we don't disagree a lot, and I definitely agree with you on that one. I mean, you you know as a Mets fan how terrible Steven Matz was in general, right? Like, There's got to be I regression like, at some – there's got to be regression at some point. Like, <laughs> I saw this thing actually yesterday. I know you don't like the guy Frank the Tank from Barstool, but he has this – he has this like ranty when I – he's like – talking about the Mets and how much they stink. And he's like, it's like even it's like even freaking Steven Matz, as soon as he rips off the Mets jersey, he's like he's freaking Superman. It's ridiculous. I don't get it. Like this is all I'm gonna say. It's because a lot of the teams in the AL didn't really see a lot of him. Um I think once they start seeing him more, those numbers are gonna come down. He's gonna regress a bit. And the Nats yeah. have seen a lot of him over the years. Here's one thing I will tell you as a Mets fan about Steven Matz. He hasn't found anything new. He's still mediocre. <laughs> okay. And the beginning of the season, the beginning of this year, he's been really good. And I get that. But his last start against the Rays, we saw some regression. I, 
now you got another team that's seen you got a team that's seen a lot of him. I really think the Nationals the Nationals are going to knock him around tonight. That's just how I feel. Yeah. I, he's not that good. He is not that good. This yeah, is that, not that Blue Jays. The Blue Jays blue and red is going to start turning into a little Mets blue and orange for him when he's on the mound today. That's what those national leaders are going to see. Exactly. They know this guy. They've seen a lot of him, and they know how he gets rattled easily. They got a couple runners on in the first. That's the thing about Mets that that people who don't really watch a lot of him know. They get if the Nats get some runners on early, he gets rattled real quick. So if you get to him early, you get to him because his his mentally he's shot. So I I just love. Love the Nationals tonight. I'm, that's like a two-year play for me. I, so let's do I it. I might do like a little, like tiny, tiny little sprinkle on Tigers Nationals parlay. That'd be Just big payout. That'd Just be big payout. That's probably like plus five hundred payout. Probably more than that. It's gotta be juiced. Yeah, that's that's a that's juiced up. That is a juice. I might. We might do. You know what? Let's do it. Let's do a little sprinkle. Let's do an underdog parlay. Tiny, tiny sprinkle. Sprinkle underdog parlay Nats Tigers tonight. Let's see what happens there. <laughs> All right. we there we go. So now that brings us into our daily dinger. Who do you got going yard tonight? Doing some yard work. Sticking in that game, we got you got Trey Turner. You see his numbers against uh against Matt's. It's absolutely absurd what he's done in such a huge sample size, too. Eleven for thirty-two with two homers, three doubles. In 34 play appearances, he's only struck out two times. This dude just sees him well, plain and simple. That's all it is. Like ownership. Absolutely. Yeah. This Trey Turner sees this guy in the mound and he's like, he's throwing freaking beach balls out there to him. Like it's no problem at all. He's okay. These are never guarantees. And plus 500 is not something like we see, you know, a couple days ago. Like when we saw with Mike Travis, he was like plus 120 where like he did home that night. Like, but I think if anyone's going to home run, hit a home run tonight, it is Trey Turner. He ha- he has this guy on the mound. I'm with, I'm with you. I, he owns him. He owns him. That guy, that guy, Trey Turner used to, he actually still does. He owns the Mets, but when he would face Mats, he just scares the hell out of me. I just look at him. I'm like, I'm like, dude. This guy gets it. He feels like he gets a hit or gets on base every single time up. That's what he's gonna do tonight. Lead off homer. Get off. <sighs> Love, that'd be so easy, nice and simple. Lead off homer. Just get it off to. Just get this going do, off to a right start. Could do Trey Turner to homer and Nats to win at plus probably like a thousand or something like that. That's not bad. Maybe we sprinkle that too. We'll take a look at that later. Maybe announce we'll it on see, Twitter. We'll so I'm going with. I'm actually gonna go to my team, which scares me a little bit. But I'm going with Dom Smith tonight against Nick Pavetta. Gold his, Glover, Dom Smith. The, 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 <laughs> don't, don't you, why, why you got to do that? Like, come on, man. Why you got to go there? Talk about Too his easy. bat. I'm talking about his bat right now. You got to put me in a bad headspace. <laughs> Unbelievable. Anyway, Dom Smith against Nick Pavetta in his career. He's four for nine with the home run. Not only that, he hasn't homered in 11 games since April 14th against Philly. He's been... A little bit off lately, but when you're facing a pitcher who you see really well, he's going to get back on track. He's plus 400 on points bet tonight. I think he puts one in the Coca-Cola corner in the upper deck. Dom Smith. Coca-Cola corner. Everyone knows the Coca-Cola corner. That's right. (laughs) Right right field, right field, upper deck. It used to be the Pepsi porch. I don't know what happened with 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 the advertising deal between City Field and and Pepsi, but now it's the Coca-Cola corner. So 
there you go. That's what that's what I'm looking at on my my daily dinger. And then that leads us into nerfy candidates. I believe we're going to stay in that game. You love this nerfy. I do. I mean, it's Degrom Day. It's Degrom Day. Degrom on the bump. Mets offense stinks. They start. They start pathetically slow. It's minus one thirty-five. That's actually not bad. I thought it would be. I thought it would be way be like minus one sixty with Degrom. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But but maybe they're just looking at it like maybe Nick Pavetta walks six people because he had a good start his last time out. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, maybe Degrom gives up like a just he just leaves a fast one up there and someone takes advantage because the Red Sox can hit like crazy. That's that's true. But minus one thirty five Mets Red Sox. Also, I'm taking I'm going to take a shot on this one just because it's the early game. It's just, it's it's solely because it's the early game. And I'm hoping these teams like kind of sleepwalk through the first three innings. But Indians twins is plus 100 for the Murphy. <laughs> so I'm I'm going I'm going. You know you're putting your trust in, right? Put my your trust. In, I'm putting my trust in Jay Hap Yikes. for one inning for one. Dude, inning. He's been so awesome this year. I don't get it. I know I he has a one six nine ERA. I've been trash. I've actually I've heard a thing. So like you know how Sonny Gray was trash on the Yankees, yeah. And then he moved to Cincinnati and he done really well. So like I I don't know if this is confirmed or not, but like my friend that's a Yankees fan has been talking to me about. It. He's like, dude, the Yankees pitching coach for some reason does not like giving slider pitcher doesn't let let using slider pitchers use their slider as often as they want to. For some reason, he thinks it's just a bad pitch, and J Hap is a slider pitcher like that's his best off speed so maybe it's a thing is like he had to get out of new york get out of that pitching coach who's never like letting him throw those pitches and like pitch how he wants to i've heard that maybe too. that's it because i heard like with sunny gray he was outspoken about it. sunny gray was straight up like yeah like the the yankees pitching coach straight up did, did not let me pitch the way that i like to and that's the reason i left and i hated it there and i sucked there like that could, maybe that's the deal with jay i don't think he's a guy that can be talk out like outwardly talk about that but like it kind of would add up. No, I've I've heard that I've heard that too. So it definitely adds up. I've tracked them all year, and now I'm putting my faith in them for one inning. Okay, he gets he gets one inning. That's all I'm asking for. Is that very <laughs> is that sure a last, last time you did this? Wasn't it? Uh, who is it that you put your trust in? And they stunk it up. That that you're passionate for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he stunk it up the one game you then, put your faith in him. Yeah, then he stunk it up. And then the next time I bet against them and I won. So there you go. So maybe he, today. He must see. he must listen to this podcast then because if you know he's probably got a chip on his shoulder every time you trash him. He's got to. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think so. Maybe Jay Happ too. It's like unbelievable. I, I just I like I'm not that I like trashing these guys, you know, because I'm sitting in the cheap seats, but at the end of the day, I'm not getting paid to play major league baseball. So that so I, I'm gonna say what I want. And Jay Happ, if you're listening <laughs> to this. Just give me an inning today. That's all I need. I need an inning. That's it. Logan Allen, you too. Just get me three outs and we'll move on. Plus 100, Nerfy, Indians, Twins. So before we get out of here, anything else you're looking at today? Um, Let me look at the board real quick. There was Oh, I guess I was looking at if you can take it, A's under one and a half, uh, team total first five innings. A lot of books have it. A lot of books don't. It just kind of depends on which one you use. Tyler Glass now, he's a staffer. He's pitching today. Jack That's hey, a lot of the times. A lot of the times when staffers are pitching, the first five unders for the opposite team are one and a half. But you don't care. You don't. You don't care because these guys are staffers for a reason. They give up less than two runs every time they go out. Tyler Glass now will do that today. I think he's hit. I think he's hit his over in strikeouts every single start this year too. If I'm not mistaken. Of course he has. Why wouldn't he? I mean, guys, 
he's absurd. He's so fun to watch. He's a beast. And he's the head of the Peaky Blinders, too, if you if you know. That's so. true. Thomas Shelby. There you go. So there you go. Now, uh, <laughs> last thing I'm looking at, um, I'm taking a peek at the over eight and a half on Philly's Cardinals because the back ends of those rotations are just they're horrendous. It's Vince Velasquez versus Oviedo. Oviedo hasn't made a start yet. Any game that Oviedo has appeared in this year, the Cardinals have actually lost. So, <laughs> so I, I'm peeking at it. I want to see if it moves. If it moves to nine, I'm probably going to stay away. If it moves down, if it doesn't move or moves down, then I'm probably going to take it. I'll announce on Twitter later if you guys follow us there. But uh, that's just something else I'm looking at today on what is a pretty gross overall board. So don't forget to go to thegameday.com and check out everything that our affiliates have to offer with some juicy sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to subscribe to Daily Dingers on both Apple and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. For Jack Perotti, I'm Steve Armato. Those are your best bets for April 28th. We will see you tomorrow.